0: Now, we're quite excited to be launching our show's first podcast series today. It's called Running's Lessons for Life, and it's going to take us into the world of long-distance running as we chat to well-known South African athletes about their most memorable races. What we've done is ask each of the athletes to choose one race that has taught them some of their greatest lessons in sport and in life. And we hope you're going to enjoy listening to their stories as we count down the weeks to the next big race that is looming, the Two Oceans Marathon, coming our way in mid-April. A new episode is going to drop on the show each Friday on the couch and you'll be able to listen back to the entire series as a, a standalone podcast series. Just keep an eye on our Cape Talk social media profiles on Facebook and Instagram to find the links to those episodes and hopefully share them with others as well. Now we start today with the story of Chardestyne, a 33-year-old quantity surveyor, one of this country's most accomplished marathon and ultra-marathon runners, and among her many achievements, she is the first woman ever to have completed the Comrades up run in under six hours. That's a record she set in 2019. She also holds the current ladies South African marathon record, which she set in Italy in 2021 with a time of two hours, twenty-five minutes, and twenty-eight seconds. But it is really on the Two Oceans Marathon that she has stamped an indelible mark, winning the event for the first time in 2018 and going on to win the next two races as well. That was in 2019 and then again the post-COVID race last year. And in the course of last year's event, you may recall she obliterated the women's race record, taking off nearly a full minute. Will she be able to do it again in 2023? Well, let's find out first what that race has actually meant to her. I know you weren't one of those athletes who was running from childhood and breaking records in your school days already. I believe you actually only got into running for the first time during a stint working overseas. Is that correct?
1: That is correct, yes. As a child growing up, um, I guess sport was always a part of my daily life. Um, I've always enjoyed the outdoors. I've always been sort of in an active environment. I grew up on a farm, so outdoors was sort of just the order of the day yeah but um uh, competitive sport or making sport my profession was certainly never on the radar (laughs) as a child so it's, it's a new new road that my life took it's a new path that i'm
0: on and just enjoying every moment of it what an amazing story i mean i know you were living in dubai and i believe you joined a running club just to try and meet people and make some friends how quickly did you realize that you were actually really good at it
1: uh, yes. I didn't realize it so suddenly. I didn't realize it in the beginning. For me, it was just almost a new thing. I got into running. I I got to learn more about um, specific training, structured training. Uh, but it was more the newly made friends that I, I had then that actually saw something in me. And they realized that my improvement was just so much faster than what they've experienced from their own experiences. Mm. And so, I just almost just went on what they told me and they, they said that this is not quite normal. Um, my improvement mm-hmm. is going rapidly. And, um, for me, it was just such an adventure and it still is because I'm very fortunate that, um, almost since the start, it's always just been an uphill curve and, um, um, seeing how, what, what else I can do, what, yeah. what, how, how much further I can go? If I can go maybe a little bit faster. Um, so it's just all exploring, and that's how it was from the beginning. So it is really,
0: it's it's an amazing journey that I'm on, and, and yeah, just feeling very very fortunate with it. Amazing. I mean, you've had so many successes. I know it's hard to choose a race that stands out, but kind of when I said to you, let's discuss a race that taught you something or that you learned particular lessons from, you said straight away two oceans marathon let's talk about what was different from one to the next um so i mean listeners will know that you won three consecutive marathons obviously there was a break for covid in the middle of that but uh, first time anybody had had a hat trick of back-to-back runs in more than two decades and you set a new record in the process um talk to us about what two oceans has meant to you and what was different about those 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 uh, those runs
1: Two Oceans is really, it is such a special race in my in my calendar every year, but in the whole of my career, um, I feel like Two Oceans is really the one constant that I've had throughout my career. Um, I've tried many sort of different races and distances, but Two Oceans has really been a constant for me throughout the years. Um, when I've won Comrade, Two Oceans the first time in 2018, it really, it opened so many doors for me. And mm-hmm. to be honest with you, it was the first time that I really started believing in myself. Um, I started believing that actually maybe I can make something really good out of my career. Maybe I can be destined to be a winner. Maybe I can mm-hmm. win other races. Maybe I can aim a little bit higher. It also opened doors for me for international races yeah. um, because of the the spectators and the, and the interest that it has around the world. So, that, for that, I will always be thankful for the oceans and therefore it will always have a very special place in my heart.
0: OK, now the later races, uh, as you said, I mean, obviously your self-belief growing, your training regime getting more and more refined. And I know you are renowned for being somebody who trains really hard and plans really hard. So you go into a race not just physically fit, but mentally ready for the route ahead. Still, to go in, having won previously comes with its own set of pressures. Gotta what was it like to then line up again as the, the defending champion and, and feel? Did you feel that extra level of pressure?
1: It is absolutely right. Coming into a race, um, being the defending champion does come with an extra amount of pressure, and of course you don't want to give up your your um, your spot on the podium once you've um, had the first sp- space. But um, it also just sort of. It it only motivated me to be to be honest with you. Um, even from 2018 to 2019, which was the second yeah, when I returned as the defending champion. Yeah. Um, I knew I was in better shape. I knew that I I could see in my training that there's been good improvements. My body was getting a little bit stronger. Um, I got a little bit more experience with doing other races. So um, I never really felt the pressure bringing me down. Um, it came also with a lot of support which was very uh, new and very very special to me so with that pressure it always just felt to me that if someone puts pressure on me it's just because they want to see me win again Mm -hmm. and um, that really motivated me and um, I was very fortunate again then to come back in 2019 and and again take the first place but um each of the races they all have their own special meaning. I know it's been a hat trick now, three in a row, but yeah. every race is special in its own way, which is very. It also it, it's it's hard to explain it because it's the same route, um, it's the same time of year. It you you sort of go through the same training uh, regime, but yeah. even so, it all comes with its own special twist and turn and. Um, yeah, each of them is unique in their own way
0: yeah what about the feeling of lining up at the start in 2022 two-year gap because of covid difficult training conditions for everybody you, you know restrictions on where you could travel your ability to compete internationally would have been constrained and here you are back at the at the start line in 2022 about to run this race again how how special or different was that event for you
1: Oh, 2022 again. It brings back so many memories when I, when I only just when I talk about it now. Um, I think first of all it was just such a celebration of having the race back. Mm-hmm. We were all lined up there, excited like uh, kindergarten because um, we had the race back after two years. hiatus. And um, that alone was enough reason to motivate me. I mean, we all got used to having only very few opportunities, and yeah. you had to really just make the most out of the opportunity that um, that comes to life. So that in that spirit, I lined up for the 2022 race, um, very excited and just as a celebration of running being back and seeing everyone uh, back together on the roads, the one that we love so much. Hmm. So um, in 2022, also what made that different for me, I made quite a few changes in my team, in my sponsors. And um, So from a personal level, it also meant a lot to me. Um, it felt like it was almost like a catalyst because um, it just brought me back and it gave me that reassurance that if I stay to, to what I believe in and I stick to what I believe in and what I, what I know I can do, it doesn't really matter. Changes will come and go, but um, I can still um, run at my best and perform well, even when things are different and new.
0: And even when things are difficult, because Gata, I know from having read previous interviews that you actually hit quite a rough patch during that race in 2022. I think it was at the bottom of Chappies. You really had to dig very, very deep to push through and, and keep yourself going. Uh, do you think everything you'd been through and everything everybody had been through through COVID, the resilience we had to develop for that, do you think that helped push you through that rough rough spot?
1: Absolutely, yes. I think that added resilience certainly helped me through that rough spot. I mean, there was a stage in the race where I really, I couldn't really see myself uh, finishing it in any good way. Um, I wasn't leading. I was in fourth position at the time, fourth female position at the time, and, I still had to climb the last big hill, which is Constantia Neck, and um, I was just feeling really rough and (laughs) almost blurry vision, really in a rough way. And um, I just said to myself, listen, the race is not over until it's over. After all that you've been through, you're here now, you're this far into the race. There's so many people out there screaming my name on the road. Mm -hmm. I know know there's so many people watching it um, on live television really wanting me to succeed and and almost bring that sort of hope back you know that everything is back and and we can we can we can celebrate it again like I said so it really motivated me I just um, reminded myself to put one foot in front of the other and do whatever I can to recover and I got to the top of the second hill and I actually did I felt really good again I recovered and I just knew that those last six kilometers, I had to make the most of it, and I um, got, started reeling in the ladies in front of me until two kilometers <laughs> from the finish line, where I where I got into the leading position again. And um, that moment of stepping onto the grass, into the finishing straight, I saw the clock, and for the first time, I realized actually I'm within a record time, yeah. and I will never forget that moment. Um, The runners who's listening will all know Bruce Fordyce and about 100 metres from the finish line, I saw Bruce Fordyce (laughs) cheering on the side of the road and he was screaming my name. And um, it was a moment in my life that I'll never forget. And again, it just sort of, it gave me such a personal, um, it it was such a personal, meaningful race to me. Um, I think I'll never forget it in my entire life.
0: And nobody who was watching is going to forget that moment in a hurry either. Having said that, how much does the record mean? I mean, women's running in particular is improving, and the records just keep on falling as training gets tougher. And uh, I don't know what it is that, that you women are doing, but the the performance level gets gets better and better every year. How, how long do you think that record's going to stand? And how will it feel? I mean, do you want to keep on pushing to try and break it yourself, or, or do you do you expect somebody else to do so?
1: I know people say a lot of times records, you know, you have to go for the win. A record yeah. is borrowed. Winning a race is something that is forever, but records are borrowed. So I feel like I'm borrowing the record. And um, the, the previous record was held by one of my biggest idols, Van uh, Marbe, and it stood for almost 30 years. And I feel like there's so much a record was so impressive mm. that after 30 years, no one was able to get to it. And I've, I do think that nowadays uh, we've got a, a broad knowledge of how to train for a specific distance, for a specific race. Uh, we've got so much help out there. Technology has made it easier for us to to learn what works for other athletes and what we can apply to our own uh, regimes, our own training structures. Uh, so I do think still I've got so much respect for for Fritz's record that stood so many years, but um, it is true we can see women's running across the board is improving rapidly, and uh, that's why we can see it also in the ultra marathons now. And I do want to go after the record again. Mm. Um, I would love to to take some more time off, especially on a race that where I don't go through such a rough patch like I did last yeah. year. Um, but uh, again, you can't try and go for a record and then sacrifice your race and making mistakes early on so it has to all come together on the day the weather has to be right everything has to be right so um Hopefully I get the chance to go after that record again.
0: Fingers crossed. You mentioned the role technology played in it has played in, in making training improvements possible. The one thing technology has also done is made it possible for people like you to share what you do on a much wider platform. And Khada, I had a look at your, your own Facebook page. And, I mean, you're sharing advice there. You're sharing clips of your running. Um, and it's just clear you take so much joy in the sport, despite the hard work that goes with it and everything it requires of you to give. it it seems very obvious that, that you still absolutely love the sport and that's given a lot to you. What would you say in closing is the thing that running has taught you the most about yourself that you appreciate?
1: I think in line with what you said, the one thing that stands out for me in running is you have to have the joy for it. You have to love what you do. Running is tough. It's a tough sport. It, it takes really a lot out of you and it takes all of you. And, um, if you don't have that deep passion for it, it's going to be difficult to keep it going. So for me, it is all about uh, you know, really finding the joy in it and also making it into, into more than just about me. Uh, everything I know about running, I've learned from someone. Someone has given me some advice along the line, whether it was a friend or a coach or a teammate or anyone, I've learned what I know. And, for me to keep it to myself, it just doesn't feel right. So I love sharing it and I encourage other people to share what they learn about running because running is a solo sport. We all, we all stand on the start line as an individual. We don't, yeah, we, we, we're not in a team as in hockey or football. So, but still, even though it's a solo sport, we all work towards the same goal. We all want to cross that finish line um, regardless of the time, time um, targets we've got. the, The road is the same for everyone. So why not share it and just make it more enjoyable for yourself and for everyone around you?
0: That was Gerdas Stein, the defending women's champion at the Two Oceans Marathon. And totally coincidentally that we should be playing that episode out today. Errol, thank you for pointing out to me that today is, in fact, Gerdas' 33rd birthday. So a very happy birthday to her. Uh, and uh, best wishes will attach themselves to the copy of the podcast that we send her at the end of the day's show. Such a lovely attitude towards her sp- sport. Such a generous way of looking at her sport with all that she has done and achieved as As an individual, I love her sense of community that never seems to go away.